Today's show is pre-recorded. everybody you are listening to the voice come on dig me now one and only steve harvey got a radio show <laughs> yeah man steve harvey got a radio show trying to do something with it too man uh you know um i was having a conversation the other day uh with a young person and they were telling me how they felt that their life was stuck that their life was in a rut that they uh didn't know what to do next and one of the things that was causing them uh this sadness or this depression i mean they're really really into something right now one of the things that was causing it um was the fact that um they had made a list of things they wanted to accomplish by a certain age and um that age they just had a birthday recently and um they were looking at the list and the list hadn't been fulfilled. And because that list hadn't been fulfilled, um, they were really, really sad about it. You know, um, one of the things that they had on the list was marriage, kids. And I don't know everything else that was on the list, but that was one of them. And because she had reached a certain age and she wasn't married and she didn't have the kids and she had just celebrated her birthday, she's gone into this uh, mode of sadness where it's really, really uh, taken a toll on her. And uh, as, as I was learning about her situation, uh, I was thinking about it. And I just wanted to share this with you all this morning that um, 
One of the things about making a list about what you want, which I happen to be a proponent of, I, I do it myself. I have a, people have dream boards. I, ha, I have a goal sheet. I have, I've been doing it for years. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful way uh, to set goals and to keep it in front of you as a constant reminder. And I always go over this goal list every day. You know, I mean, I, I go over it all the time, every day. Sometimes I miss a day here and there, but but mostly every day I pull my goal sheet out and I look at it, I read it. So I was going to these rallies and I was learning about, um, you know, uh, people who were successful and how they kept their mind right and positive. And one of the things I learned was to make these dream boards, these lists, these goal sheets, and um, in making a goal sheet and you make the sheet according to what you want, think about one thing. When you made your goal sheet about what you wanted, does your goal sheet have on it what God wants from you? Did you ask in any of this what was his will in your life? You know, look, man, what we want oftentimes is, 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 is not what he wants for us. And, you know, if if you're fighting against what you were created for, if you're fighting against his will, I mean, what do you want to happen? See, don't be so hard on yourself when you look at your goal sheet and you look at what you've not become, what you thought was a great idea. Don't be so hard on yourself because you just made a minor mistake, as do most people. We oftentimes make our goals and set our goals up without ever considering what is it that God wants from us. We keep talking about what we want without ever finding out or knowing what it is God wants for us. Well, guess what, man? Maybe you're fighting against the grain. Maybe you're just a salmon heading upstream. That's a tough fight upstream. Not all salmons get up to the spawning grounds, you know. Some of them don't make it upstream, you know. But all of them, nearly all of them except the ones that's killed by prey, when they're spawned, they go out to the ocean. That's cool because you're going... Because you're going with the grain, you're going downstream, you're going with the flow. That's but, but when it's time to go against the grain, it's tough. And a lot of us have just been going against the grain for all of these years. But you know what? Listen, man, I did it. I know a lot of people who did it. Very few people get it right from the very beginning. Man, you got to stumble through life sometimes. Sometimes you got to fall through life. You got to make a lot of mistakes, man. But these mistakes are not failures. You know, when you fail at something, don't look at it as a failure. Don't look at yourself as a failure because you're 30 and, and your goals ain't reached that you had on your list. That was your list. What about the things that's going right? Stop looking at what you're not. Take some time out and thank God for what you are. How about the fact that you keep waking up to be 30? You know, you get depressed about these birthdays. You really want to throw yourself in some depression. Miss a birthday. You really got a problem now. Look at where you are. You keep reaching birthdays. That's a glorious blessing. You keep waking up. You got your health. You've accomplished something. Something on your list is done. People spend too much time on the negative side, and you're just throwing yourself into depression. So what, you wanted to be married by a certain age, and you wanted to have kids. Okay, cool. You could have done all that with the wrong person. There's a blessing in not being married to the wrong person. There's a blessing in not having kids and nobody to help you raise them. There's a blessing in that, man. You're talking to somebody who can tell it to you. You can marry the wrong person if you want to. I'm telling you, you're going to be up in some mess you can't count on. So instead of being angry, 
because you're not married, you don't have kids. Why don't you thank God the man? Maybe he spared you from some misery here. Maybe you could have married the wrong person. Maybe you'd have kids and you're not really ready to be a mother or a father. You gotta look at the upside, man. Quit looking at what you don't have. Take some time to thank God for what you do have. When you do that, you make more room for blessings to flow into your life. I'm not saying how God thinks because I really don't know, but I'm telling you, if a person comes to me and I always give a person something and they never appear grateful or they never say thank you, please know you can quit coming to me. Now, I'm, I don't know that's how God works because I've gone back to him several times without being grateful or thanking him and he's filled my basket up again. So I really think he's not like that. I'm, but I can't make the call for sure. But I think at one point in time, me, just just me talking, I'd be a little ticked off at somebody who was always taking, taking, taking and never showing any gratitude. At one point in time, I would just stop the flow of the take. You know, you just, you can't take no more from me. That's what I would do. Now, I'm not calling it like that because I ain't him, but I know he's merciful. He's full of goodness and he and, he, and he'll forgive you. Again, and thank God he does that because he's shown enough done it for me. But wow, man, take some time out today and be grateful for what you have. Stop complaining about where you're not and think about where you are and then take it from there. And the next time you make a list, make sure on that list you have God's will. What does he want for you? God create, give everybody a gift and a talent. Some of us never apply our gifts and talents. We head off in another direction. Then you wonder why your life ain't where it's supposed to be. Have you ever thought about what God gifted you to do? Have you ever thought about doing that? Skip, skip what you want. I wanted to play in the NBA, but I got to tell you something. At dribbling and shooting and running all at one time, it's throwing me off a little bit. You know, they just, so I'm doing what I do. It's pretty cool. You can look at it that way, okay? You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, let me break it to you this way. It's Monday. It's on. It's cracking. Steve Harvey Morning Show for your listening pleasure. Shirley Strawberry. Good morning, Steve. Happy Monday. Carla Pharrell. Good morning. What's up, Steve? Hey, crew. And welcome back. <laughs> that doggone Julia, whose new name, and I will explain it at the proper time, is J-Rap. You better tell him, Unc. Yeah. That's who I'm in. What? J-Rap. What? J. Anthony Brown. What up, Steve? Hobby, watch out there now. How you doing, man? One time, oh. one time. Nephew Tommy. Yay, yay. In the build. Top, top. So, Monday it is. Jay, okay? He sounded a little down. He didn't sound like his normal self. Is he okay? He's, 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 no, no, no. Work two days in a Probably the shock oh, of come to work. Probably. Yeah. Through Whoa. Maybe he's exhausted. Whoa. Maybe he's just, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Maybe he's exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> You're exhausted. That going in there, cutting on that Zoom and hitting them mic switches. And, <laughs> woo! Where you at? Good Lord, man! What be do they quiet. want? I'm gonna now. be quiet. I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm not gonna Come say on, a Steve. word. Put the woo. How you doing? Man, doing I ain't been here so long. Which one of these switches? I know, because he was sounding hey. like yeah. 
Hey, that's why his Zoom don't work half the time, because it just, it can't believe it's on. That's <laughs> 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 shocking. Well, hi, Jay. How are you? Welcome. What's going on? Let's start a full week, y'all. Let's get in a full week of work. Let's do it. Start today. Let's what do you it, say, y'all. Jay? What I'm here you for. lazy bums. <laughs> You slackers. Y'all got, y'all got people on the street stopping me, and I'm really not happy about the things that they're saying. What are they saying? I don't work. <laughs> How come you can't come every day like everybody else? I'm like, hey, come those, those, the come days on, I'm supposed this. to come. Don't they? <laughs> they don't understand. So, they don't uh, no still here for a few more days. Mm-hmm. A few more days on the continent, the motherland. Uh, learning more and more and more. The culture's great. The people are the beautiful. Man, I got I, I I got to get people over here, man. Y'all got to come see this. It really okay, is. Okay, did yeah. you sco- discover something new, Steve? Um, well, my team, mm-hmm. my team uh, went to Cape Town. Oh, something nice. Oh, beautiful. Okay, how was it? Yeah, they, they went to Cape Town, not me. It was some oh, little hey. activities going on in Cape Town. I don't need to be around. You know, first I think it was uh, age appropriate that I remain in Joburg and do okay. my work. Okay, all right. Get somewhere to sit down. That was yeah. first. Yeah, take your own ass somewhere. Sit down. For you going somewhere and fall out. <laughs> so they had a good time. Cape Town was gorgeous, man. But it's here. Motherland, still here all week. Let's go, Shirley. All right, here we go. Coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, we'll have uh, Ask the CLO right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, Steve, did you want to tell us uh, a little bit more about Cape Town before we get into the CLO, Ask the CLO? No, because as I thought about it on the break, it ain't nothing I can tell because I wasn't there. (laughs) Okay, The team went down there. But you've been to Cape Town, haven't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stunningly gorgeous. How many okay. people there? Oh, I have no idea. A lot. Did he count them? What? I don't know. What do you want to do? One by one? What are you what saying? Senses? Like the yeah. population. Yeah. Like, like the population. It's like Tommy's question beef would make sure you. you can say you was there. Yeah. But if you don't know how many people there, what you talking about you went for? Right. Oh, one, two, three. I'm just going out I don't four, really five, know how many people there. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, here oh, we go. It, oh, it looked to me like, oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, let's... All right. <laughs> it's time for Ask the CLO Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building. This one is from Anonymous in Chicago. Uh, I have a female coworker that has the most horrible body odor. Her office and her mm. car smell bad too. She's very cute and classy and thinks she's a glamour girl. And whenever we're around other coworkers, I'll stand away from her so nobody thinks it's me smelling like that. I can't mm. really tell what the odor is, but it's bad. Things could get awkward if I tell her, but I would want to know if it were me. How do I tell this woman she smells badly? How? Well, now, let me ask you something. Is this a guy that wrote this or a woman? Um, it sounds like a woman to me, but I, it doesn't say it's just anonymous. It might be a guy. Yeah. See, I don't really know mm-hmm. uh, if it's just a coworker. Yeah. I don't know that you can say nothing. All right. Now you mean. 
you know. What? HR rule. You're talking about I'd have been told y'all if one of y'all was up in here smelling, I'd have been saying something. What would you say? How would you say it? Your ass need to do something. It's something wrong with you. Get in there and you don't smell that? What is that? What is that? That's what you You don't smell that? And then my file back would be, you got a mask on, you show it me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, get, I don't really know how to handle that one. I, I think that's a touchy situation. If you're a lady, you could pull it to the side. Y'all not going to be friends no more. And if you're a guy, you really can't. I mean, what you going to say, though? No, you can't say nothing to a stink woman. Nothing a man can say. How do you, I mean, let me ask y'all this. Can you go to HR and have HR talk to him? That's the thing. I think that's what I would do. Yeah. Especially if it's not your friend. If she's just a co-worker, I think that's the best route. What you saying, CLO? Yeah. All right, here's what I would do. I would... Go on her Facebook page, find her relatives, contact her relatives on the down low and say, hey, need to say something to your sister. Mm. Or or get your niece. You can say it just like that. Could you get your stink ass about. niece? I like that. <laughs> no. Get your, stink get your niece. Like just go to HR like you said. No. That's the best. Now, now she like, it. so you done told my cousins on Facebook. <laughs> Yeah, because they're, yeah. Go to HR, like you said, anonymously. All right. Thank you, Anonymous. Hope you guys get that situation straightened out. Suzanne in uh, Menlo, New Jersey says, I'm 69 years young, and my husband and I have been married for 32 years. Our sex life has changed in the past two years, and all he wants is quickies, or, or quickies. I started noticing how he changed when he started watching porn all the time on his iPad. I think he's lusting after the young girls on the videos. Do you think this is why he stopped making love and is doing quickies now? I have no idea. Do anything, CLO. I have no. If he's 69 years old and he's still doing anything, that's all you got. You need to appreciate it. That's all you got. Quickies is all it is. That's all you got. He's 69 and still doing anything. Uh, it's quick. It's They've been be married quick. for 32 quick. years. Grateful. <laughs> All right. Uh, Karina in uh, High Point, North Carolina, says my husband and I have been married for almost a year and we live in separate states. I got a promotion at a huge raise before the wedding, making me the first black district manager at my company. Before the wedding, we bought a house in Texas where my husband lives and the plan was for me to move and work remotely. Well, I can't do that now. My husband is an ER doctor, so he can work anywhere, but he won't compromise. I could take a demotion and move to Texas, but should I have to? Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, y'all married. Almost Marriage is compromise. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the two of you have to figure <laughs> out what the compromise is. He's an ER doctor. You say he could live anywhere. You got this big promotion. You became the first black uh, person as a district manager for this company, which is a very proud accomplishment for you, I'm sure. Yeah. And you probably worked really hard to get that. But now y'all married and y'all live separately. Yeah, they've been. So the decision separate. has to be made. And y'all had just bought the house. 
where, where that he's lives. living in in Texas, and you were supposed to go there and work remotely. So the change of plans happened on your side. Mm-hmm. So mm. I think that's where, because the home is there in Texas, his job is there in Texas, and you all's original plans were in Texas. Mm-hmm. Now you got this job, the change came on you, so the compromise, I, you know, <sighs> might might have to come from your side of it. I don't know. Right. You yeah. Know. But yeah. he could move, but then y'all done bought this house. And right. as hard as it is to buy a house, it's hard to walk away from a house. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to take a demotion, but, yeah. All I'm right. with you on that. I don't either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said I don't either. I just want to say <laughs> okay yeah all right all right wow that's a tough one right there all right coming up next church complaints with reverend motown and deacon def jam right after this you're listening to the steve harvey morning show coming up at the top of the hour miss ann is standing by with national news and we'll have today's entertainment news uh later on carla and i will talk about some of the oscar highlights from last night's 93rd annual academy awards of course got to talk about what everybody was wearing and all that (laughs) but uh (laughs) but right now it is time for some laughter here's church complaints with reverend motown and deacon def jam let's go So happy to have you back, Deacon. Thank you, Pat. The last week we had a young Deacon substitute <laughs> that set in. How was that, very, Pat? So very perplexing. <laughs> Didn't quite have the voice, you know, for it. I got it. Uh-huh. See right there. I got it. That ain't the voice. Got on your nerve, Pat. We already wanted it. I got it. That ain't what we're looking for. Go ahead, Deacon, with these complaints. All right, Pastor, let's get down to business here. Uh, uh, we got a problem. Deacon James Johnson is telling members that uh, uh, they can come by his house and get the Johnson vaccine shot. Uh, This is just an outrage. Please talk to him. He is not a doctor, and he done shot up 12 members already. You're going to have to talk to him. Well, let me ask you a question. What is he shooting them up with? I don't know, pal. He's saying he claims he has the Johnson vaccine. I I don't I I don't know what he's because shooting with. Because his last name is Johnson. I I exactly. I don't Girl. know what he's shooting them with. Well, if you dumb enough to go over to somebody's house right. and get an injection or something, you know, you might as well get some booty put on while you're over there, <laughs> since you're just taking injection. <laughs> You better minister. Yes, <laughs> preach You better know your word now. Yes, come on now. <laughs> All right, we got another problem here. Uh, Deacon Roy, uh, Lord have mercy, he ordered some masks with Bible verses on him and got them all mixed up. Instead of uh, John 3.16, it says John 69. Uh, instead of Psalms 23, it's Psalms 9.99. And instead of Acts 2 and 38, it's Acts 
777-9311. You go, what do you want to do with these masks he didn't audit? I don't, I don't know what to do with it. I think we can go ahead and use the mask. Most people that ain't been to church in a while know how they ain't going to know what it is. <laughs> oh, uh, really? St. John's uh, could be an address. Mm. Uh, what's the last one you said, Deacon? Ah, uh, that was Acts, Pastor. That was Acts. Uh, it was supposed to be Acts 2 and 38, but it's Acts 777 That's what it is. Uh, yeah, well, that's a song, so that's a nice yeah. mask. We'll go, mm. we'll go and keep the mask and just don't pass them out to no saints. <laughs> right. Sinners only. Yeah. Damn, well, that's everybody. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know if you want to walk around with John 69 on, though. That's not... I just said don't give them to saints. Okay, so do you know the sinners that I should give them to? I got to make sure I'm giving them to the right. That's Let's all right. Calm down to the shelter. Mm, okay. All right, here's another situation. All I the saw members... a man down there that had on a K.A. side shirt mm. with a... Uh, you gonna bring this up while I'm in character? That's what you gonna do? That's what you gonna do. That, that way you the... can't snap out. <laughs> see, see how that works? Anyway, let's just let that loan now. <laughs> let's move on. All the members whose heads are too big and their glasses can't fit behind their ears are asking to raise money to get extensions on their glasses. That's your call. Is that why? No, we just gonna have them. It's uh, <laughs> a good show. Just it we really gonna is. call it uh what the Pastor? Wham Ministry, the W H M Ministry. What is that? What is Wham? That's the Water Ass Head Ministry, <laughs> and they just go around and just find other big head ass people. And, and and that way they'll understand. Because if you're talking to somebody with glasses on, don't go behind their ear, they ain't going to say nothing about yours, not going behind your ear. You understand? I understand. Okay. So I glad. So glad. Uh, here My the voice is different today. I don't know what's going on. I can't seem to find it. Mine. I just said mine. All right. Come on. Don't get angry, Pastor. Not in the show. You need some help from Deacon Jr.? No, oh, Lord, no. Good Lord. He's standing uh, back. No, He's standing back. You know you're ready. Uh, this is uh, pretty much unanimous by the members. A lot of members are asking. They have. They saying they have things to do. Could you just post your sermon so we don't all have to zoom in at the same time? Wow. What they got to this? Oh, y'all, oh, y'all must think this Joel Osteen or the Potter's house. <laughs> we ain't got no, we, we ain't even got a YouTube channel. If you ain't here for the Zoom, then bye-bye. <laughs> you missed the word. <laughs> no, we ain't got nothing else for you, because we ain't got nobody young enough that know how to post these, post the messages. <laughs> the youngest member at our church is <laughs> 58. That's right, that's right. That's all right. The grandkids don't come here. The children quit coming here. Uh huh. Uh huh. We just old. Yeah, we no longer have a youth choir. That they're completely gone. The youth choir's out. Well, we do have a youth choir, but they sixty. (laughs) 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 Through. Through. Old folks' choir is the four eighty-five year olds we got in the church, (laughs) and Lord, don't nobody want to hear listening to them.
All right. Uh, they sing at the cross one more time. <laughs> so, Pastor, uh, we got an issue here. Deacon Dick Jefferson is asking that you tell the members to make sure they say Deacon before saying his first name. Uh, I guess he's getting offended by this pastor. Uh, that's your call. That's his name. Why don't he call himself Richard? <laughs> hey, why is that short for Richard, Pastor? I, I, I never understood that. Now, who did? Who thought that was it? <laughs> the only thing I can come up with was the the first hundred original members named Richard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Right. right there on that line. We well, that's what I said. That, that way. Oh, they, they, they made they it better. Wanna, well, they wanted to abbreviate that, so they, just, they went around the front. <laughs> All right, last question, Pastor. Uh, and we need to get this cleared up. What uh, can people... we say that's offensive that ain't two syllables? That kind of make us think, well, that's the only thing <laughs> logical. Uh, thank you uh, for church complaints. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann is standing by with our national news. Later on, Carla and I will talk about Oscar highlights right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. The Celebration of Life Memorial Service was held for DMX this past Saturday. A monster truck carried Earl Simmons, of course, DMX, uh, DMX's casket in a procession escorted by hundreds of Rough Riders motorcycle bikers to the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. It was a two-hour service for friends and family. Kanye West Sunday Service Choir performed. Of course, members of, members of the Rough Riders were there. Eve was there, Swiss Beats. Uh, Nas was there, too. Um, Nas starred in... Um, uh, in the movie Belly with um, yes. DMX. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, remember Belly. Um, mm-hmm. DMX's children spoke at the memorial service, and we all saw on social media one of his younger daughters, Sonova, honored her late father uh, and performed his, his song, Slippin'. So uh, all we can say now is rest in power, rest in peace, DMX. Yeah, wow. I, all I saw over here was I saw clips mm-hmm. of the funeral procession. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yes. casket in the big, uh, the big truck, mm-hmm. and the all. Truck. I mean, they had a string of bikes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, kind of when he talked about loyalty and people being there for X when he was alive. You know, he was saying mm-hmm. everybody was here now, but he needed y'all. You know, when he was alive, and so he he did a stern message about mm-hmm. loyalty and honoring people while they're still here and. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a piece of that on social media. You yeah. saw yeah. that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in other sad hip hop news, on Friday we were all shocked and saddened by the news that Shock G, one of the co-founders of Digital Underground, passed away, according right. to his father. Yes. Tommy. According to his father, Edward Racker, uh, the 57-year-old was found unresponsive in a hotel room in Tampa. Uh, The cause of death is still unclear at this point, and authorities are set to conduct an autopsy. The first person I thought of when I saw that was, of course, Tommy. It was like, man. One of my favorites, man. Yeah, I know. That's your song. Yeah. Yeah, that's your favorite song. 
I mean, that came out. That song came out in the '90s, y'all. Humpty Dance. I think it was actually 1990. And it was. Would you say, Junior? I think it's '95. I think it's '95. Review at the Baby Dome doing the Humpty Dance. <laughs> Let me see you do it now. <laughs> I remember. I remember. That's all I remember. I remember Man. when he came over. When he came over to Arsenio, people camped out because you know they would know a day in advance who was gonna be on the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, they camped out when that group came over there, man, just yeah. to see them. Yeah, I mean, they loved him. Yeah, it was shot that was baby. Quite a shock. Quite yeah, a I mean, shock. Pac was in that group. Tupac was in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Digital Underground. So. Mm-hmm. Man, we're losing a lot of people. We really, really are unexpectedly too. I mean, you look up and one day they're just gone. Because I'm about to ruin the Mm -hmm. image and the style that you used to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he did that for sure. Boy, yeah. What? I look funny, (laughs) but yo, I'm making money. But yeah, I'm making money. (laughs) See, yeah, I look funny now. (laughs) <laughs> it was fun though. That's hip hop yeah. was fun. Oh, yeah, was it was fun. Song. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. Carly. It hey, was fat fun. girl. Yeah, I called you fat. fat. Look, at, look <laughs> at me. I'm skinny. <laughs> Never stop me from getting busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it will be missed. The music lives yeah. on though. Stop what you're doing, because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you used to. I look funny. <laughs> but yo, I'm making money, see. Probably gonna do that forever now. Yes. Man. Absolutely. Uh rest in peace and condolences to his family. All right, Steve, time now for headlines. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Oh, thank you very much, everybody. Good Monday morning, everyone. According to the Washington Post, get this, one of the experts that Derek Chauvin's lawyer used to claim that Derek Chauvin wasn't guilty of murdering George Floyd. Well, that doctor is under investigation. I told you a little bit about him uh, a couple of weeks ago. Dr. David Fowler, Fowler testified that carbon monoxide from an idling police car is what killed Mr. Floyd. And that testimony enraged hundreds of doctors, apparently, who signed on to a letter calling for an independent review of Fowler's handling of in-police custody deaths, generally. Fowler, as I told you a couple of weeks ago, was born in the former Rhodesia, which is now Zimbabwe, and he was educated in apartheid-ruled South Africa. This guy ended up chief medical examiner of Maryland, overseeing a number of high-profile cases, including that of Freddie Gray, who died after a ride in a police van and where cops involved were exonerated. They say he might have done it before. Federal prosecutors are now considering more charges against Derek Chauvin over an incident that took place back in 2017 when a black teenager says Chauvin need him in the back, pressing down for 17 minutes, making it hard for him to barely breathe. Prosecutors say the video shows Chauvin striking an unarmed black teenager in the back of the head and then pinning him to the ground with his knee for about 17 minutes, ignoring complaints that the kid couldn't breathe. He eventually got up and no charges were ever filed against him. A North Carolina sheriff whose deputy shot and killed an unarmed black man last week says he'll petition for the release of body cam uh, video of that shooting later on today. Elizabeth City Sheriff Tommy Wooten says that 42-year-old Andrew Brown Jr. was shot and killed by deputies as they attempted to serve a warrant last Wednesday. We're following a process that protects the investigation to ensure fairness for all. First responders are heard on radio traffic saying that Brown was shot in the back. The Brown family attorneys have been told that no weapons or drugs were found at the scene. Here we go again. A white woman has lost her job at a Virginia food bank after she went on a racist tirade against a black neighbor using slurs and telling the woman that she was the wrong color so she didn't qualify. 
Finally, a two-day memorial service was held over the weekend in New York City for Earl Simmons, better known as DMX. The ceremony was live-streamed on DMX's YouTube channel. As you would expect, the stars came out, among them hip-hop legends like Eve and Kanye West, Busta Rhymes, and DMX's old friend Jadakiss. I've seen a dog in, in all kind of different phases of his life. And anybody that's seen him in his last year or two, he was the happiest he ever was in life. You know what I mean? Dogs for life. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Introduce your man, 50 Grand. Ladies and gentlemen, he is here, J. Anthony Brown. These are not jokes. These are not deep. These are just smoke thoughts. Here we go. They're starting to come more often. Thoughts. The greatest material, the greatest material known to women is spandex. The greatest material known to men is latex. Smoke thoughts. These are smoke thoughts, y'all. If, if Jesus came back, would you try to get a selfie with him? These are smoke thoughts. These are just thoughts. <laughs> There, these are these are thoughts. There are no proctologists with small hands. They don't exist. There are no they don't, proctologists they don't, they don't. with small. They do not exist. I've never found one. If you smoke weed, what you cook tastes good to you. If you smoke weed, what you cook tastes good to you. Every time. You've never seen them. You've never seen them put fresh hot dogs out at the 7-Eleven. You've never seen fresh ones set out. You never have it's seen that. They just, they just there. You don't know how long they've been there. What are you smoke thoughts? These are smoke thoughts. These are smoke thoughts. You never seen them clean out the baptismal pool. You've never seen it happen. You see them fill it up with water. Why you see people get in you there. You ain't never seen them clean it thoughts. out. <laughs> These are smoke thoughts. If she says, "Let's do it doggy style," so I can do some checks, so I can fill out some checks, you ain't working with nothing. If she says. Let's do it doggy style so I can fill out some checks. You ain't working with nothing. These are, these are smoke thoughts. When you make love, the man should never be louder than the woman, ever. And it never should you be. Don't be in here out hollering me, man. Don't, don't be in here out hollering. Here we go. Ladies, ladies, if you put a sweater on a big butt, you still have a big butt, okay? Yeah. If you put a yeah. sweater over a big butt. <laughs> Last but not least, the best biscuits are at Red Lobster. Better yeah. than your mama's. Damn right. Yeah. The best biscuits are at Red Lobster. These have been Smoke Thoughts by yours truly, J. Anthony Brown. Oh, you need to let that go. Uh, thank you, Jay. Coming up in 34 minutes after the hour, we're going to tell you about this is really something big, you guys. Wait till you hear this. Quest Love Summer of Soul acclaimed documentary. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, so, Steve, in 1969, the Harlem Cultural Festival 
celebrated black history, music, culture, pride, and fashion, okay? Also in 1969, during the same summer as Woodstock, a different music festival took place 100 miles away. However, more than 300,000 people attended the summer concert series known as the Harlem Cultural Festival. Artists like uh, Stevie Wonder, Nina Simone, Sly and the Family Stone, Gladys Knight and the Pips, B.B. King, Mahalia Jackson was even there, Mm. and many, many more. It was filmed, but after that summer, the footage sat in a basement for 50 years, 50 years. So the footage from the festival was never seen, largely forgotten until now, okay? So last night during the Oscars, the movie trailer for the documentary Summer of Soul dropped, and it's directed by Quest Love, whose real name is Amir Questlove Thompson. Even though Summer of Soul centers around an amazing, I mean amazing concert, this really isn't a concert film. It's not a concert film. This film is a celebration of black pride, culture, and music. We're so proud of Quest Love and his directorial debut. Um, Summer of Soul will be in theaters and on Hulu ju- uh, July 2nd. So we'll all get a chance wow. to share it and see wow. it. That's going to be great. You know, man, um, I guess because Woodstock may have overshadowed it. Because, you know, Woodstock was... So huge, Jimmy Hendrix. First of all, white. All of it, yeah. mm-hmm. That's and we talk in 1969. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, Please. if you all really knew culturally what all was done that blacks never got press for, never got any uh, recognition for, it was crazy. And I'm not comparing this to the to the kings of comedy to that, but for the first two years, they never wrote a story about us. So I can only imagine in 1969. In 69? Can you believe that? Oh, man. To have that lineup, uh, Stevie Wonder, Nina Simone, Sly and the Family Stone, Gladys Knight and the Pip, uh, B.B. King, Mahalia Jackson. Wow. You know. What? And don't nobody know. Well, you got to understand back like uh, in 69 theaters weren't showing a lot of black movies unless they were black exploitation movies exploitation, so something yeah. like this and i don't even didn't, know didn't if, shown, i don't even you know? think mm-hmm. black exploitation was out in 68 i, I think, think they I think, hit yeah, like in, in 70, 70s, 70s. Yeah. Yeah. the 70s, 70s right. is when so they those, hit those things yeah the theaters were segregated and a lot of black people oh, didn't go brother. to um, major theaters, so that that's one reason. And even the Watts the Watts um, festival wasn't as big as it should have yeah. been, mm-hmm. which was in mm-hmm. the seventies. You know, hey, so I mean, when you it's think about it, look, that it could stay in the basement black, that long, right? Look, black people didn't get on MTV till Michael Jackson released the Thriller. She won that for a minute. 80s, right? Thank you. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, that's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. I I, I can't wait to see it. I think it'll be great. So I definitely again, want to see it. Yeah. So again, it's going to be in theaters and on Hulu July 2nd. So we have this to look forward to. And, and let me say something, man, to young people about stuff like this. Oh, that's old. It's all it was. Mm-hmm. It's all it was. Hip hop is new. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. may have been here your whole life, but hip hop is new. Hip hop wasn't born until the 70s. And and we went crazy yeah. when somebody black was on television. 
there wasn't no or? blacks on TV, no black groups. I mean, there's only one outlet, maybe like, you know, Ed McMahon. This is history. I mean, uh, this is yeah, history. This is history. Ed Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah. Ed yeah. Sullivan. Ed, Ed Sullivan, Sullivan was the right. only person putting black people on TV. Mm-hmm. What? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Johnny Carson came Johnny along Carson. and did it too. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Mm. But so so yeah. So big ups again to Questlove. Yeah, he then again, the was the Oscars last night. Musical so. Check it out. The Oscars, Questlove. Yeah. Yeah. July second. We'll look forward to Summer of Soul. All right. Coming up next, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. Right after this, you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, you ain't my stepmama. You ain't my stepmama. We'll get into that in a little bit. But right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Neff? The postman Mm -hmm. always rings twice. That's a movie. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, we're doing a movie. Mm -hmm. I forgot. The postman... (laughs) Always rings. I want to hear this. Okay. Cat dog, if you would. <laughs> it's wood. <laughs> Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach Carlos. This is Who this? Uh, my name Benny, man. Benny Phipps. Hey, you, uh, I want to make sure I got the right person. You you, uh, you work for the post office, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Do you deliver mail off of Murphy Road? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I live in... First of all, I wanted to make sure I had the right postman. Now, it's been brought to my attention that there's a postman that has been stopping by my house. And what I'm not understanding is why are you bringing mail to my door opposed to just putting mail in the mailboxes on the street where everybody got their mailboxes at? Uh, What do you say you said again? I live in Murphy Road. Murphy Road. Yeah, I deliver over there. Uh, But you say delivering packages at your house? No, I said you've been bringing mail to my house and opposed. Here's what I'm trying to tell you, Carlos. My wife is at home all day. She don't work. Mm-hmm. And my understanding is you've been stopping by there on more than one occasion on a on a daily basis. You coming by there two, three times, you know. But what I'm understanding is ain't no mail being brought over there. I'm trying to figure out what are you doing at my house. Now, just, what what, you, what really then brought all this to a head, because you already know what's going on. Let me go on and let you know that, Carlos. I do know what's going on. I picked up the uh, clothes from the cleaners this morning, and to my attention, it's a man's post office shirt in my package. What color was it? It's blue, light blue. I got a blue one. Okay, well, explain this to me. How your shirt get in my house? Do it have my name on it? Because that could be anybody's shirt. Okay, so so oh, 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 hold on. What you trying to say is it, some is more post men stopping by my house? Yeah, man. Sometimes, sometimes you know, uh, we do have different guys in that in, a, in that neighborhood. You know, because I really here's don't my problem, man. My problem is this: is that my wife is at home all day, every day, and my understanding is is that you stopping by there hey, hey, bringing hey, more hey, than first, just first me. First of all, first of all, dog, uh, you can call you can call the one eight hundred number because. How did you get my number, dude? Hey, I don't worry about that. I, I find ways. It's, it, how, how you how you get my address that you stopping by there every morning? Huh? I just deliver what they give me to, to deliver. And, dude, I put the mail in a box, and this is a package I don't get out. Excuse me? I don't. Dude, that that, that wasn't me, dude. I, okay, I just, so I go uh, to the probably... cleaners this morning and pick up clothes, and it is a post office shirt in there that belong, evidently belonged to a man. That's got to be. It must be yours. 
That's none of mine, man. That's not mine. I have all mine over okay, here. Okay, okay, I'll tell you what. This is what we're going to do, Carlos. Because, Carlos, see, see what, let me tell you something. I know you're lying. See, and what you're doing is you're delivering more than mail at my house. And I know it, Carlos. You understand me? So let's, That's not me, dude. Excuse me? That's not me. It can't be me. Hey, let me. Let me tell you something. When you come on Murphy Road tomorrow, okay, I'm going to be out there at, them, at, at the mailboxes waiting on you. For what? For what? Because me and you going to handle this problem that we got tomorrow morning when you bring the mail. So when you bring the mail, bring your too. Okay, Carlos? Hey, hey hold on. Are you threatening me? I'm telling you, when you bring the mail, bring your too. Dude, dude, I didn't come at you like that. You ain't got to come at me like that. Dude. Hey, man, you came up in my house, and I know you said dude, my house. I told you that was me, man. Off his shirt in my house. Dude, that was not me. I don't know where you live. I don't know who the you are, but you threatening me, dude. Dude. Hey, man, I'll see you in the morning at the mailbox. Bring your Carlos. I'm off tomorrow, but I will come to your house with plain clothes on and whoop your What you say? You want to with me? Hey, you the... It's on. Where you... You Murphy Road. I will be there. Murphy Road. Bring your because what you're not going to keep doing is running up in my house while I'm out at work trying to earn a living for my family, and you up in my house laying up, and you're leaving your clothes. I found some mace in there. I guess that's what you use when you spray on them dogs. I found that, too. I'm going to bring some extra mace. I'm going to spray your with that mace. I'm going to knock your out. So you I take yeah, I'm going to be out at the mailbox, Carlos. I can't wait till tomorrow. Excuse me? This a I told you. I, I wasn't the one, but if you want to with me, wrong for real. Okay, cool. I'll give a, I'll give a, it, it, when I see you tomorrow, when I see you tomorrow, it's on. It's whatever. Hey, you threatening me and all that. But I tell you what, I will come over there in some plain clothes and whoop your because you're not going to make me lose my job, dog. Okay. That's my job. That's, but whatever it's got to be. I don't care if, you, if you're in the post office uniform. I don't give a damn if you're in your pajamas, Carlos. But when you come to that mailbox and I find you out there by the mailboxes, that's your because I know you've been in my house, Carlos. I'm telling you, I'm there. Okay, so be it then. So be it. I got I got one more thing else I want to tell you, when you before you get there. Tell me what? It, you know, I recall me. What is you listening to me? Yeah. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your co-worker. Oh, you. <laughs> you. <laughs> Ain't this a... <laughs> I feel great about that. <laughs> I feel absolutely <laughs> outstanding you about should. it. Really? Yeah. Look at Team Tommy. He should. I love him. Yeah. I, I, I feel I'm, wonderful I'm about should. it. You did what that. You think, you de- in other words, you delivered on that one. You <laughs> delivered. <laughs> he brought it, Jay. He brought it. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. there. <laughs> Signed, sealed, delivered. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I'm there. Bring you, you bring, you, bring you behind I mean, I to the mailbox, like, partner. Yeah, like I say, I mean, how many times <laughs> in a prank phone call uh-huh. do you hear him get threatened? Yes. And you don't think 
that somebody ain't gonna carry one of these threats out. Five times a week. Hey, but he was cool because it wasn't him. But then. But I'm coming by there in plain clothes because you can't. I ain't gonna let you mess up my job, man. I'm there. Yeah, I'm there. You know what? I am there Memorial Day weekend, Orlando, Florida, at the Improv. Friday and Saturday, Memorial Day weekend in Orlando, Florida, at the Improv. June 25th through the 27th, Improv, Tampa, Florida, coming your way. I'm making a little Florida run. How about that, all right? So Memorial Day weekend, Orlando, Florida, at the Improv. And then June 25th through the 27th, Tampa, Florida, the Improv. The nephew is back. Yeah. I'll never take off that long again, ever. <laughs> well, it wasn't well, like it was your decision. Yeah, we yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't have a choice. Yeah, so it is what it is. And the plot thickens on Friday nights. If you want to catch me on Ready to Love oh, on the oh OWN Network, the plot gets thicker and thicker. Mm-hmm. I knew your boy <clears throat> was going to be gone. The new oh, yeah. award-winning yes, Ready to Love. Right. Well, I haven't you won an award yet. Nominated. Did you did you tell Jay that you're nominated for an MTV uh, award TV award? I didn't tell you, Jay. I, I wow, show got nominated. I had no idea. Congratulations, man. Thank you, sir. Congratulations. Thank it's you yours. You, Consider it yours. You claim it, huh? You just claim go it. get it now. Leave now. And go get it. Yeah. Get off early and just go get your award. That's what you need to do. Pick up six. Claim it, Jay. Nah, nah, be careful. Watch your face if I've been in that spot a lot of times. Watch your face if you don't win. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Steve. Yeah. All right. You ain't had to worry about that. You win. You win. Thank you, nephew. Coming up. You ain't my stepmama. We'll get into the strawberry letter right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, date, works, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter because we could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Strawberry Letter. Thank you, Neff. Subject, you ain't my stepmama. Dear Stephen Shirley, I've been dating a man for eight years, and he proposed last month. Shortly after we met, he found out about a two-year-old daughter by a woman he had a one-night stand with. The child's mother was messing with two guys, so of course he took a paternity test. I drove him back and forth to visit his child, which was over three hours away. I was friendly with the child's mother, and his daughter and I became besties. When she came to visit, she stayed at my house, and we did our nails and other girly things the whole weekend. She was a sweetheart. As she got older, her dad visited her more often to attend her soccer games. We were still very close, and she called me all the time to check in and chat with me. Last month, she was at her dad's house when he proposed to me. After he asked me to marry him, she yelled, no, and ran from the room. I went to talk to her, and she said that she loves me as a friend, but she does not want me to marry her dad. She's 11 years old now, so I figured she's old enough to know that marriage was always in the plan for her dad and I. She said, you ain't my stepmama, and you won't ever be my stepmama. I was shocked by her reaction and what came next. Uh... (laughs) 
She said that her dad spends the night at her house when he comes to visit her, and he stays in her mom's room. I went and asked my man, and he put his head in his hands and started crying. I FaceTimed the mom, and she told me that my man's been sending mixed signals. She would not confirm or deny that they had sex. He swears that he sleeps on the couch. And I know his daughter knows a lot more, but he told me to leave her out of it. She started all of this. So why can't I ask her? You can't ask her crazy because she's a child, okay? You're an adult. Talk to the adults in this situation. Sorry, this 11-year-old told you all that because, of course, she doesn't want you to marry her dad. Uh, you, you have enough information. You have a lot of information. Uh, your your fiancé sleeps uh, at his mom's house, at her mom's house, in her mom's room, according to her, when he's there. And uh, the, the one-night stand, mother of the child, the baby mama, may not tell you. She may not confirm or deny that they're having sex. That's, she's tricky like that, but they probably are if he's sleeping in the room. He says he's sleeping in the couch, but he's still sleeping in her house. Why couldn't he get a hotel room, you know, if there's nothing going on? Otherwise, I, I don't understand why he's sleeping in a room. So again, uh, talk to the grown folks. Leave this baby out of it. She, Yeah, you know, she said that, and she's upset and everything, and that's where you should leave it. Don't bother her with this. She's only 11 years old. She's not grown. You don't need to be talking to her about this. Your man said, leave her out of it. That's his daughter. I think you should take his advice and leave her out of it. Find out what you know from him and the baby mama. Steve? You ain't my stepmom. <laughs> Always some little smart mouth mm-hmm. kid somewhere calling shots to adults that's trying to make their life better. <sighs> Another letter like this. <laughs> well, your man, after he proposed, found out he had a baby from a woman he had a one-night stand with, took a paternity test, it's his. You would used to drive him down there three hours away to, to see this baby. Wonderful child. And you was friendly with the child's mother. I don't know why, but I guess since you're going down there, might as well try and be friendly. You know, (laughs) these things almost never work out, but, you know, congratulations for trying. And uh, the daughter and you became besties. I don't really (laughs) become friends with kids because they fickle. And the main reason is we ain't got nothing in common. I'll give a damn if you do need your nails done. That don't make us friends. <laughs> so you went on, you got your nails and girly things. Crazy. She was a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And as uh, she got older, the dad visited her more often to uh, go to soccer games and stuff. Y'all still close. Called you all the time to talk. Now, here's where it got tricky. Last month, she was at her dad's house. Now, the guy that done proposed to you, you all obviously have separate places. So she was at her dad's house when he proposed to me. Then he asked you to marry him. She yelled, no, and ran from the room. Then you went to talk to her, and she said she loves me as a friend, but she does not want me to marry her dad. 
Do you know why she don't want you to marry her dad? Because she has aspirations of your dad, her dad, marrying her mother. And she'll have her two favorite people, which are her parents, in one house. Kids have delusional thoughts like this all the time. So you figure she 11 years old, she old enough to know that marriage has always been the plan for her dad and I. Well, but you didn't know what was in her plans. Her plans, and she figured, you know, her daddy would get with her mama. Now, she dropped a bomb on you and told you that her daddy stay in the room with her mama. Mm. When we come back, I'm going to tell you why this letter is can all go to hell from this point on. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we'll have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Today's Strawberry Letter subject, you ain't my stepmama. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter subject, you ain't my stepmama. Uh, this man has a that has proposed to the letter writer has a daughter from a one night stand. Turns out it's his. Uh, they had started traveling to visit his child. The woman that wrote this letter would take him three hours away. Has had a friendly relationship with the mother and her and the daughter became besties. And they get their nails done. They have wonderful weekends. The girl has been a sweetheart. Well, time goes on. He's been spending more time with the daughter because going to her soccer games and stuff. And so he proposed to the letter writer at his house. The letter writer and the man who are engaged live in separate homes. He proposed in front of the girl, will you marry me? The girl said no and ran out the room and said she does not want me to marry her dad. So she's, and then I'm telling you the reason she don't want you to marry her dad is because she has plans for her dad and her mama to be married. That's all it is. So now, you go in there and try to reason with her, telling her that marriage has always been in the plan for her dad now. She said, you ain't my stepmama, and you won't ever be my stepmama. Well, she's being certain about that, because how you going to be my stepmama if my daddy and my mama get married? See, she 11, so she don't know how to tell you the whole story. She just told you, you ain't going to ever be. And then you got shocked by her reaction, what came next. She said, now let me tell you why I'm saying all this here. Mm, mm, mm. My daddy spends the night at our house when he comes to visit, and he stay in my mom's room. Now here where the letter take a dumb turn. I went and asked my man, and he put his head in his hands and started crying. I be <laughs> Dog, why? Did you do that? You disappointed. Dog, you couldn't have held it together until later on that night in the bathroom by yourself? You couldn't have went out in the car in the garage and had that moment? I understand we done all done some things that made ourselves cry. Ain't that right, J.A. Man? Hallelujah. Yeah. We all done things. Don't ever cry. But you don't cry in front of them when they come to you with just an accusation. Damn. What you doing in here? They room sleeping. And then he put his hand and started crying. Then she FaceTimed a woman and she told me that my man has been sending mixed signals. 
she wouldn't confirm or deny that they had sex. Now he tried to fix it now. That's too late now. You done had your hand in your head in your hand crying, and she done FaceTime your damn girl. And now here he go. This is this is fixed right here. He swears he sleeps on the couch. It's right. too late for that. <laughs> after you cry. After, after you, you cry. Right. That's like a boy. He what admitted did you... it. No. Why? He can't cry and then. The eleven year old don't have her facts over. straight. The couch is in the bedroom. Whatever. They live in a one bedroom and it's in there. Work it out, Steve. I love and it. And I, you know, I sleep in my drawers and I don't want my daughter to come out and see me legs all open sleeping on the couch out in there. That's why I'm in there. Could have been fixed. I can't stand her. She wasn't nothing but a one night stand for me. Right. Oh, learn how to hold yourself together. (laughs) Now, and then she says, I know his daughter knows a whole lot more, but he told me to leave her out of it. She started all this, so why can't I ask her? Shirley told you, why are you talking to an 11 year old? Ain't she told you enough? She has enough information. You got all the information you need. He told you enough. He crying (laughs) with his head in his head. You punk ass. I knew you were going to be mad. Dog, this ain't the time for that. (laughs) Dog, you cry when you by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) He crying. Come on, Steve. I love when he cry. Come on. I was just with her. What? What? I was just with him. I wanted to go that far. He was laying there. She was rubbing on me. And I was. And she kissed me on my neck and she unbuttoned my shirt. It did. She licked me on my chest and I didn't know what to do. So I. You know, once she licked me on my chest, I didn't know what to do. So uh, you know, I was holding her by the back of her head. We, you telling too yeah, much. We, we started kissing real hard. Yeah, we just kissing too hard. It was just was kissing just way too hard. And next thing you know, I was just, oh, Lord Jesus. I had my clothes off and it was <laughs> And I couldn't find my shoe in the morning. Oh, God, you spent the night. Oh, yeah. you spent the he night. He always spent the night. But yeah. I tried to come out. That's why I was late coming home the next day, because I couldn't find my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> and then she got a dog. And next thing I know, the dog had took it outside and buried it with the bone. And I, that's why I had to take credit card and buy them new shoes, because I had a way to come home, because I can't. Dry barefoot it cause the gas pedal get caught between my toes. <laughs> we got to go. <laughs> All right, thank you, Steve, for that reenactment. Uh, post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM, okay, on Instagram and Facebook. Coming up at 46 minutes after, Junior with Sports Talk, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, let's give it up. Junior is here with Sports Talk. What you got, Junior? What you got, what you got man? <laughs> Before I get to that, Jay, let me just tell everybody, June 5th is going down the third annual uh, Curious Hope Sickle Cell Walk will be happening. We're in Dallas, Texas, downtown at the Margaret Hunt Hill Bridge. We back. 
We are back. Last year we took off, and thanks to Uncle Steve for the ten thousand, cause that's how we got the race back on. I appreciate you, Uncle. <laughs> I appreciate that. But you know what? It was a weekend, great man. Mm-hmm. It's a great cause. But you know what? This weekend, man, I saw it, Uncle. Did you see the fight? Did anybody see the fight? Shout out to Ooh. Hell yeah, I saw the that's fight. That's all I can tell. No, listen to me. It came on at four a.m. in the morning over here. Ooh, you was up. And yeah. I'm up. I can't go to sleep over here for some reason, man. Between the altitude and the jet lag, I've been over here two weeks, man. I'm tired. I'm so tired. I don't know what to do. Aww. Man, I, I was like fan. that man in the strawberry letter. I just, just, just crying. Yeah. <laughs> man, I am a fan of UFC fighting. That was, man, I've never seen that. And, and, and listen, here's the replay. Go ahead, Dave. And of all the superlatives. <laughs> That, that was me. That? The second yeah, round, that was me, man. You're the first person ever, Junior. I've seen somebody replay a fight on the radio that can't nobody see. Let that be a first. Yeah, that's the first. Uh, but that's how we reacted, though, when we hey, saw man, him get knocked out. It was out. a great reaction. <laughs> that's and how it's we crazy, all man, because I know a guy that lives in Miami that sent me a picture of him uh-huh. and uh, Mesvidal or Mesvidal, whatever his yeah, name is. Mesvidal. Set, set a picture of him and her. I mean, him and him, because, you know, both of them Cuban. Two Cuban kids grew up in Miami. I know you're going to watch the fight, Steve. I didn't want to hurt his feelings when he sent me the picture of the dude. Yeah. But I was pulling for the, 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 the Nigerian the, the, the nightmare. Night mail, Man, and he the showed Nigerian up. Nigerian nightmare. Oh. Okay. And in his corner me. was the boy that just won the heavyweight title from Cameroon. Them Africans is over here in the UFC, mm. hunting, hunting <laughs> folks. Hey, did but they have a girls' it? fight on the card? Yeah. Oh my God. How was that? Thug what? Rose whooped Wei Zhang. It, it wasn't even dog. Pretty much it, know that ain't I, her name. But. You know Unc, that ain't her name. You clearly know that. You already know that ain't her name. But it, yeah. it, the fights are good, man. I, I'm a fan. I'm a UFC fan. Now, it's I'm really, I watch it all the time. I didn't even it's know you brutal. was in, uh, dog, It's crazy. It's better than boxing is. It is. Oh, my gosh. It is. It is oh. better than boxing, man. I'm telling you. I better can't wait for two, UFC 262. Whenever oh, they had it, I'm it's here. It's better than boxing, Shirley. All right. All right, Junior. Uh, you made a believer out of me. Thank you for that. Yeah, right. Um, coming up <laughs> at the top of the hour, comedy <laughs> roulette with the guys right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, time now for Comedy Roulette. Quick disclaimer, please, Jay, or explanation. Here's how it goes. We take three subjects, we put them on a wheel, we spun the wheel, where it stopped, because we comedians will make it funny. Watch us do it. Watch what we do. All right, thank you, Jay. And today's categories are things you say because the check is late. (laughs) Dumb conversations neighbors come up with. (laughs) Or things losers say to congratulate winners at the Academy Awards, which, of course, were last night. Okay? Yeah. All right. (laughs) Let's spin the wheel, guys. (laughs) Neighbors. I love neighbors. I love Mm -hmm. that. Oh, okay. What? (laughs) In honor of the Academy Awards. Things losers say to congratulate winners at the Academy Awards. Let's go, guys. 
All right, here we go. Comedy roulette. Things losers say, you know you only won because you black. That's the only reason you won. Oh, you black. That's wow. Jay. <laughs> yeah. He went there, didn't he? Oh, my yeah. Out the gate. Out the gate. Go ahead. Things, things you say when you lose a big carry war. You know, God had it in the plans for you. It was a beautiful thing. God had it in the plans. Bring the Lord in it, Junior. I like it. Uh, Things losers say to the winners, Academy Awards. Uh, you know what? They gave it to you. They, they gave it to you because they 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 think you finna die soon. That's really what this is all about. Dude. Wait, yeah. what? Just, I mean, they just trying to give you your trophy while you living. That's all this is, man. That's all this. <laughs> Things losers say to congratulate winners at the Academy Awards, Steve. <laughs> Mmm, you won that thing, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, ain't happy at all. <laughs> That's mm, it? <laughs> you won that thing, didn't you? Shoot. <laughs> uh, 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 comedy roulette, things losers say to people who won. Well, you know, I already got two of them. It's about time you win something. You lose every yeah. damn thing else. Yeah. Oh. Happy for you. Wow. Bitter yeah. Mean. <laughs> People say these things. When you lose and you're talking to the winners, you say, hey, you know what? Your soup was better than mine. That's why you got it. <laughs> mm. You mm. get real petty with it, Junior. You know what? You know what? Here it is. If we'd have had Martin Scorsese uh, directing out, we'd have won too. You know what I'm saying? That's the problem. You hate on your own director. <laughs> <laughs> on your own film. It's getting petty, people. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Yeah. Things losers say to congratulate winners at the Academy Awards, Steve Harvey. Uh, we just moved, so I ain't got nowhere to put it, no how. Huh? <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Space on the fireplace, man, on nothing. <laughs> nah, we just moved. Yeah. Things losers say to the winners uh, when they don't win. Your movie still sucks, okay? In my opinion, <laughs> your movie still sucks. How about that? Wow. Yeah. Sore losers. So yeah. petty. <laughs> Things losers say to the winners at the Academy Award. Mm-hmm. You know, when I cried, I knew you was going to win. Mm. <laughs> when I cried. <laughs> when I cried, I knew you was going to win. You know what it is, man. They, they, uh... They uh they met their quota. They wasn't giving uh ten more more black people this year. That's what I hear. They just wasn't more black people coming. Get a ball. That's, that's what I thought they won because they were black. Okay. Earlier, yeah. that's what you said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Things that losers say Thanks, to congratulate winners at the Academy Awards. Let's close it out. It's the last one. Uh huh. <laughs> You know they called me for that role, but I was uh I was taping ready for love. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on okay. that note. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have more <laughs> of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up in 20 minutes after the hour, <laughs> right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
trending news from Louisville, Kentucky, Judge Ann Bailey Smith has pushed back the trial of ex-police officer Brett Hankinson. If that name sounds familiar, it should. Hankinson was the only officer charged in that botched raid back in March of last year that caused uh, Breonna Taylor's murder. Um, Judge Smith said because of a lack of uh, a backlog of cases, I should say, due to COVID-19, the pandemic, well, the case has been pushed back from August to now February of next year. Hankinson was one of the officers who fired his weapon, and Hankinson was charged with wanton endangerment for firing into a neighbor's apartment. None of the officers involved were charged directly for Brianna Taylor's death. Hankinson and Miles Cosgrove were fired. However, Sergeant John Mattenly, uh, the third officer who fired his weapon that night, still remains on the force. So wow. the other two officers got fired. If you take the bullet that was in Brianna Taylor's body mm-hmm. and compare it to the muzzle prints on the shell casings, mm-hmm. you could determine which gun fired that bullet that's in that woman's body. Yeah. That's well, a mm-hmm. fact. Right. Well, right. Because well, each Kentucky muzzle leaves a very unique. Let us down, though, with that. Story. Right. Mm-hmm. The black dude the that guy. was hired by McConnell. Mm-hmm. Daniel Cameron, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. That's married to his daughter. <laughs> Ain't this some messy ass mess. All right. Uh, we got to go, and we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 33 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Carla, let's talk Oscars. The Oscars yes. were last night, right? Yes, I saw. Uh, yes, we watched. Yes. yes, you know you and I, we got to watch yes. the award shows. What you got, Shirley? Come on. All right, the movie Nomadland was the big winner. Uh, it won for Best Picture. Congratulations to um, Frances McDermott and um, Anthony Hopkins. They won Best Actor and Best Actress. Um, so congratulations. I wanted Andrew Day to win for United States versus Billy Holiday, but that's okay. Right. Uh, I did too. I was rooting for my girl. Yes. yes. And yes. Viola Davis. I was yes. rooting for my girls. Yes. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya went home for best yes. supporting actor in- <laughs> For Judas and the Black Messiah, so congratulations to him. His speech was crazy fun. Uh, (laughs) He said, thank you to my mom and dad for having sex, for having me. His mom and sister were there, and they just both put their heads down like, did he really say that? Shame. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Congratulations to uh, her for a fight for you from Judas and the Black Messiah, that one for best song. And congratulations. We love Tyler Perry so much. Tyler yes. Perry won, yeah, the Gene Herschelt Humanitarian Award. His speech was great. Basically, he was mm-hmm. saying, resist hate. Did you see Halle Berry? Yes, pink dress, rock the pink, rock the pop, hair Yes, yes, yes. It was different. Yes. It was different. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful dress. Beautiful. Uh, speaking of beautiful dresses, oh, my God, Regina King. She stole I, I, the show for me. She did it for me as well, Carla. She opened the Oscars, mm-hmm. referred to George Floyd. I mean, her everything she did was so poignant last night. She looked beautiful. She 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 spoke amazingly. It was just awesome. I yeah. loved Angela Bassett's dress. Well, take as a listen. Well. We do have Regina King. All right, let's yeah. do it. It has been quite a year, and we are still smack dab in the middle of it. 
We are mourning the loss of so many, and I have to be honest, if things had gone differently this past week in Minneapolis, I might have traded in my heels for marching boots. Now, I know that a lot of you people at home want to reach for your remote when you feel like Hollywood is preaching to you. But as a mother of a black son, I know the fear that so many live with, and no amount of fame or fortune changes that. Okay? Fantastic, Regina yeah, King. Congratulations yes, again to yes. Regina King. Yes. <laughs> Honorable mention goes to Glenn Close for doing the butt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> with Laurel Howry. Yes, sexy, I love sexy. <laughs> Blue dress and all, baby. She did it. She did it. <laughs> Quest Love was on point with the music. Yeah. Um, it, it was just a, you know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was a um, good show. And shout yeah. out again, like you're saying, to Quest Love, his movie, his documentary. It was, Summer of yeah. Soul coming out. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, that's Oscar Talk coming up at 49 minutes after the hour. We'll have some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we are, our last break of the day on this Monday. And uh, time now for some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey. Well, you know, I don't I don't really, uh, I've been thinking about a lot of things, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking uh, just on a positive tip, you know, mm-hmm. to just kind of just always encourage people to, to stay with it. You know, oftentimes, you know, when you are, uh, you know, when you have dreams and aspirations, all of us, from time to time, they get sidelined. All of our dreams and aspiration takes a hit along the way to attaining them. And there's always a detour on the way. There's always some confusion, a set of barrels set up. It's just really hard to see a vision from start to finish, scot-free with no troubles. So if you're in that position today and you're finding yourself waning in your dreams and visions, it seems like it's just not happening the way you want it. I want you to understand it's not going to happen just the way you want it. That is the way it works. And I know that's not great news, but I'm, it's the truth. Nobody gets where they want to be in life just the way they want it. So if you're thinking that you're going to get there scot-free, that you'll just have a smooth sailing, that's not the way it works. Life isn't designed that way. So factor in the fact that you are going to have troubles and difficulties along the way. And if you've stopped your visions or dreams because of of that reason right there, the rule is simple. Here's the rule. You can start again today. You can just start again today. And guess what? You don't need anybody's permission. All you have to do is rewrite your dreams down on your vision board, re, 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 reclaim victory, ask God for your help and your strength, and get back to making your dreams and visions come true for your life. You all, listen to me. Stop waking up just going about the day, seeing how it's going without any projects, without any visions, 
without any aspirations, without a plan to attain the things that you really want in life. Stop waking up like that with nothing to do. Make a plan at night. Pray about it. Ask God for help. You know, now look, when you rake, when you make your plan, that's just the request you're asking God to help you come true. Now, the how you get there is going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult. But once you start it, there is no one who says you can't. So, y'all, just get back in the pocket. Get back up on the horse. Get back to dreaming again. Get back to wanting, to hoping, to believing again. Don't let the setbacks and the troubles of life stop you because I got news for you. You're going to always have them. You're going to always have them. And like today, man, even though I'm still in Africa, I just went back through my phone because what I do is when I see motivational phrases or scriptures that really register with me, I take my phone out and I take a picture of it. And then I've created this album in my photo section called Motivation. And I file all those pictures in my motivational thing. And when I find myself wavering, feeling a little uncertain, feeling a little shaky about decisions, I go back to my motivational folder in my photos and I just start reading the little quotes I got in there. I just start going down the line. I've got some stuff in there, man, that I've had in there for years, man, but I can still read from time to time. You know, like, like for example, I was today I, I read this one that says, I can't cry about having a lot on my plate when my whole goal was to eat. I can't cry about having a whole lot on my plate when my whole goal was to eat. And man, I, I find myself doing that sometimes. Tell my Lord, I'm overburdened. Man, I'm tired. You know, I got all this, I got all that. Hey, hey, Steve, did you hear yourself? You got all this and you got all that. What you tripping for? And I gather myself, you know, and then, you know, <laughs> you know, I have a lot of stuff in there. Like one of them I read today was, oh, my bad. I'm sorry for bothering you. I forgot. I only exist when you need me for something. Mm. That's God talking. Mm. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry for bothering you. I forgot. I only exist when you need me for something. I have all these little things, man, that always motivate me. Here's another one. Winners are not people who never fail, but people who never quit. Amen. Yeah. Failure is a product, failure is a part of the process. Here's another one. I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that don't work. <laughs> Thomas Edison. <laughs> wow. I have not failed. I just found 10,000 ways that don't work. You see, success isn't how far you got, but the distance you travel from where you started. That's a proverb. And I just keep stuff like that in, you know, all, always. And last one I read this morning was, I want to inspire people. I want someone to look at me and say, because of you, I didn't give up. Yeah. You did That's that. always been important to me. Yeah. So, y'all, 
Stay motivated. Stay the course. Find a way to self-motivate yourself when you're down and get back to dreaming and believing again. Those are my closing remarks. Y'all have a nice day. We'll see you tomorrow. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 